Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hello, this is Isa. This week we are talking about VE Day, the Wagatha Christie case and the Queen's speech. We will also be talking about how Shanghai has now imposed the tightest restrictions yet to deal with the coronavirus pandemic. Hello, this is Zara. Earlier this week, on the 8th of May, it was Victory in Europe Day, also known as VE Day, which marks the day near the end of World War II, when fighting in Europe against Nazi Germany came to an end. In the UK, On the 8th of May 1945, the then Prime Minister Winston Churchill made an announcement that the war had come to an end. People were overjoyed and huge crowds gathered outside Buckingham Palace in London. The royal family, including the current Queen, who was then Princess Elizabeth, came out on the balcony and greeted people. Princess Elizabeth was allowed to celebrate secretly with her sister in the crowds, Although VE Day marked victory for Europe over Germany, it wasn't the end of World War II, as Japan had not yet surrendered. That surrender only came on the 14th of August 1945, after two atomic bombs were dropped on the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. This year, as part of a flypast to mark VE Day, a World War fighter aircraft which actually flew in the Battle of Britain, ruled above the Queen Mary II cruise liner. The memorial flight took place over Southampton docks. The cruise liner is sailing to New York with more than 100 memorial reefs on board to launch the Veterans Charities Route of Remembrance 2022 campaign. The reefs on board will be distributed to important memorial sites in the US and Canada. Hi, it's Rose here. Have you heard of Wagatha Christie? No, not Agatha Christie, the famous detective. We're talking about Wagatha Christie. Well, the newspapers in England are full of talk of Wagatha Christie this week, referring to a libel case taking place in the High Court at the moment between Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy, the wives of two very famous footballers. Mrs Rooney and Mrs Vardy are now both successful brands in their own right, but first became famous through their footballing husbands. Wayne Rooney is England and Manchester United's all-time leading goalscorer, and Jamie Vardy famously helped Leicester City to the Premier League title. Now Mrs Rooney and Mrs Vardy are going head-to-head in the civil case in the High Court because of a dispute back in 2019. So, what happened? Colleen Rooney believes someone was leaking information about her onto the Sun newspaper, including very personal stories and information, and embarked on some online detective work to try and find out who she thought was responsible. So, she reportedly started an undercover operation that involved posting false stories about her life. Miss Rooney gradually reduced the number of people who could see her account down to one to see if the stories would become public and thus identify the culprit. Then, in October 2019, Colleen Rooney wrote a lengthy tweet explaining her detective work and that she believed it was fellow footballer's wife, Rebecca Vardy, who was to blame, as she said no one else had access to the stories that ended up in the Sun newspaper apart from Mrs Vardy.
As this was all carried out on social media, there was an instant public reaction to the story and Mrs. Rooney's revelations. Someone came up with the hashtag #WagathaChristy, reflecting a combination of wag, a phrase referring to footballers' wives and girlfriends, and of course, famous detective Agatha Christie, a nod to Mrs. Rooney's investigative work. Miss Vardy has strenuously denied being the leak, immediately calling Miss Rooney on the phone to protest her innocence and, within half an hour, posting a defence on social media. However, when no public apology came from Mrs. Rooney in June 2020, Mrs. Vardy decided to sue her for libel, which means she believes Mrs. Rooney has said untrue things about her and damaged her reputation. Judges have repeatedly pleaded for them to settle the matter out of court, but neither side has backed down. So, that's a lot of drama. It definitely sounds like a mystery is there to be solved. If only Agatha Christie really were on the case. Hello, it's Isa. This week... In the UK, there have been a lot of headlines about the Queen's speech. So, what's this all about? Well, the Queen's speech is part of the state opening of Parliament, which is the proper name for the start of a parliamentary session. Sort of like the start of a new school year. The Queen's speech explains the government's plans for the coming year. It's written by politicians, but is usually read by the Queen. This year... It was read by her son, Prince Charles, as the Queen was unable to attend due to mobility problems. It was the first time that the Queen has missed this important occasion since 1963, and she has given her permission for Prince Charles and her grandson, Prince William, to attend and open Parliament on her behalf. The traditional ceremony for the state opening is quite interesting and dates back to 1852. Usually the Queen rides in a grand state coach from Buckingham Palace to the House of Lords. When the Queen enters the House of Lords, everyone stands. The Queen then takes her place on the throne and tells everybody to be seated. Then the Queen's messenger, called Black Rod, walks to the door of the House of Commons where members of Parliament work. But the door is slammed in his face. This is to show that the House of Commons is independent from the monarchy. Black Rod knocks on the door three times with his stick and is then allowed to go in to ask MPs to come to the House of Lords and listen to the Queen. The Lord Chancellor hands the speech to the Queen and she reads it to everybody. The Queen then returns to Buckingham Palace after delivering the speech and in the afternoon the government's plans that were outlined in the speech are debated in the House of Commons for a couple of days and members of parliament then vote on them. The vote is symbolic, as it is very rare for the government to lose it. This year, Prince Charles read the speech and said that the government's priority is to grow and strengthen the economy and to help ease the cost of living for families. He also highlighted some of the 38 laws which ministers intend to pass this year. Hi, it's Laurie here. Covid restrictions in Shanghai are becoming more and more severe as the government attempts to limit cases of Covid-19 to societal zero when no cases are reported outside of quarantine facilities. Now in the sixth week of full lockdown, 
Shanghai officials will, over the next few days, restrict access to food and hospitals in some parts of the city. The most severe phase yet was extended lockdown. Commercial food deliveries are not allowed, and access to hospitals for all visits, except for real emergencies, must be approved. Videos shared on China's social media platforms showed suspected COVID-positive patients forcibly quarantined in central facilities. In some neighborhoods, a single positive case could lead to residents in the entire apartment building being sent for quarantine in a government facility, and entire flats are being sprayed with chemicals in part of mass disinfection campaigns. One Shanghai resident who wished to remain anonymous said, "The virus itself is no longer scary, but the way the government enforced the policy has become the most frightening thing. Although cases have fallen significantly from their peak, authorities have not been able to hit the target of what they call societal zero. Despite the tougher measures, Shanghai officials insist people living in half the city's districts are now free to leave their homes and walk around. Part of the reason." For the strict lockdown is believed to be a low vaccination rate amongst elderly people, with around 62% of residents over 60 thought to have received one dose, and 38% have received two doses. I hope you enjoyed our show, and thank you for listening.